It's Wednesday, my dudes. I hope that you got my reference. And if you didn't, then well, just welcome to another how-to with Mia and Ziad. We're excited to see you back here as always. And if you aren't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button on our YouTube and follow us on all of our other social media accounts. They are linked below. Today, we are going to be talking about what to expect when you're expecting to inherit some guts. But please remember that none of this should be taken as personal financial advice. If you have questions about your specific financial situation, please ask your financial advisor. We are not tax professionals, so when we mention taxes, it's for educational purposes only, and it should not be taken as tax advice. And with that fun mouthful of a disclaimer, let's get started here. Now, not only is it Wednesday, it's also the day after our editor, Alex Bang's birthday. So if you haven't already, give him a shout out in the comments, wish him a happy birthday. Now, while birthdays are a celebration of life, we're gonna be talking about things after life, specifically around inheriting assets. And dealing with the passing of a loved one, it's never an easy moment, but you wanna be as ready as you can and have those financial conversations beforehand. So we're gonna dive into the details on what it looks like when you do inherit those assets, the tax implications involved, so that way you're as prepared as you can be. Let's get into it. To answer what is estate tax, we should probably go through what an estate is. Your estate is the total of everything that you own. This includes property, cash, securities, real estate, insurance, trusts, annuities, and a bunch of other assets. That's really your gross estate. So there are certain deductions that are then taken away from that whole gross estate value, which gets you to your taxable estate. Some examples of deductions that can be included are other mortgages, debts, uh, property that's passed to your spouse or goes to charity. Estate tax is charged then to the beneficiary of the person who has passed. Then estate tax is based on the current market value of the asset. So it's not about how much it was originally bought for. Federal estate taxes, as outlined by the IRS, require estates with a combined gross asset value exceeding $11.7 to file federal estate tax return and then, well, pay the estate taxes. However, states have their own rules. So while you may be under the federal limit, state limits can be lower. For individuals who have an estate above $11.7 and really for everybody, it's important to incorporate estate planning into your financial plan. Of course, it always works in your favor to try and reduce estate taxes that are incurred. Um, and there's many different types of estate planning accounts that we've discussed in the past on a previous episodes that could help you save. As Mia mentioned, there is a potential for you to get taxed on your inheritance. And so obviously we want to keep those taxes as low as possible. And that's why insurance is such a popular method of passing on an inheritance. Any funds received from the death benefit of an insurance policy is not taxed. One of the major exceptions to this is if the beneficiary decides to leave those funds at the insurance company to accumulate interest. In that instance, any interest accumulated is then considered taxable. What happens when you inherit stocks? Well, 
When a person passes away and leaves their securities to someone else, the cost basis to the recipient is usually the fair market value on the date of the original owner's death. Any gains are thought of as long-term. Even if some of the securities were purchased less than a year from when the owner passed, it still is long-term. This is referred to as a stepped-up basis. For exemplary purposes, let's say that your grandma purchased $10,000 worth of shares of XYZ. On the date of her passing, they were worth $60,000. Your cost basis is $60,000, and the $50,000 gain from the original purchase will not be taxed. Now, if you inherit a 401k, an IRA, a pension plan, or any other kind of retirement plan, there is a couple things that you need to look into. First and foremost, what is the date of death of the original owner of that retirement plan? If it was before 2020, then what you'll need to do is you're gonna need to take out required minimum distributions in accordance to that original owner's tables. If the owner of the plan passed away after 2020, then according to the SECURE Act, you're going to have to withdraw or distribute all funds from that retirement plan within a 10-year period. If the funds are pre-tax contributions, then you have to pay taxes on the entirety of those distributions. But if they're Roth funds, it depends. If the original owner held those Roth funds for longer than five years or that Roth account for longer than five years, then all funds that are withdrawn are tax-free. However, if they kept it for less than five years, then you can withdraw what they contributed without paying taxes on it. But then anything that's considered earnings, you're going to have to be accountable to pay those taxes. An inheritance isn't a bad thing. It means that someone close to you was financially responsible and wants to make sure that you're being taken care of even after their passing. This is exactly what we're here to help with, especially with a big transitionary period that involves an inheritance. We're here to make sure that we sit down, build a plan together so that way that money and that inheritance is working in your best interest. Thank you for joining us here on another episode of How To With Me and Ziad. Again, follow us on our social media accounts and stay connected. They're all linked below. You can also comment. We'd love to hear your suggestions for upcoming episodes. You can give us a call as well if you have any questions. It's 310-441-9393. It's been fun and I hope that you have a great rest of your week. See you all next week.